Well, whether you're ready or not, the Kansas City Chiefs have a push to make. It's towards that playoffs and what comes next. They got on the road to success against the Las Vegas Raiders, breaking that game down and looking ahead today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are recording Victory Monday for your Tuesday show. Glad that you can be with us. We are live on YouTube. If you have not joined us there yet, go ahead and like, sub, hit the bell, become one of the subscribers over there, those everydayers that watch us every day. We try to do as many lives as we can each week. We try to move it around. It helps if you guys are here every day. Certainly, you guys that are already subscribed already are, but it's easy. You can do it on YouTube just by clicking that button. You can get on Spotify and Apple and get on all the audio platforms. Everywhere there's a free show, you can find us five days a week plus, and you can get a little bit more on the text line over at 816-357-8781. Get signed up over there, and you'll get our exclusive content, a uh, one-on-one kind of conversation type thing. Now, today we're brought to you by Game Time. You can download that app, create an account, use our code LOCKEDONNFL for 20 bucks off of your first purchase. It's last-minute tickets, it's guaranteed load prices, and that's what today. What are we going to get into in terms of where is the rookie class for this team? Something that's been very, very much a part of the playoff runs in the last couple of seasons. What is the offense doing? Did they find their way? Do they have a path forward? Well, we're going to start today with the playoff push and what the immediate future looks like. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL33.com, where my, me and my staff run down not only draft prep and team building, but we look across the entire league. So make sure you go get subbed over there, as well as RGR Football, where we do all kinds of chiefly things. I think you guys will dig it. This is my partner, Chris Clark of Chiefs Corner. You get all his breakdowns, stat tracking, the cap, the whole nine yards. I'm pretty excited for this. And this is really the stretch run. I don't, you tell me if you think it's too early, Chris, but it feels like there's one game left on the, the bill here. And that is against the bills that they have to kind of watch out for. But other than that, it's about making sure that you're tuning up and getting ready for the postseason. As far as I'm concerned, am I overlooking anyone? I don't think so. I think even the bills, uh, you could question whether or not that's going to be a game. It's there. You didn't even worry about their slot when it comes to the bills and the way they're able to play. Uh, I do think it's, they do have a good offense. Josh Allen is playing okay. He's not playing great. He's turned the ball over a ton. I think they can't see hands, but they will in two weeks. And I think they're going to take away from that game, though, is that Kansas City has the most defense this year. Uh, that has not been the case in the past, and that's a huge deal going with this game because while the Bills and the Chiefs offense may be close to Similar in stats, uh, the Bills have a better scoring offense at this point. Uh, but Kansas City did find their way to Bears, and I think it's the difference. You know, you look at the Chiefs' defense versus the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense really isn't able to stop much of anybody right now because of the injuries that they face. Kansas City, I think, is going to be in a good position for that game. Yeah, I, I think they're going to. When you take a look at where the teams are that they face, you got to feel pretty good about it. Green Bay's been coming on a little bit. Uh, as of late. And so maybe that's more of a formidable contest than we thought a couple weeks ago. I will tell you for sure, because folks, I am going to be there in Green Bay. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't been to a game in Lambeau before, so I'm making the trek uh, with uh, some familiar faces. You'll see me on Instagram. You'll probably see me here uh, on the channel doing some shorts pregame from the stadium. I hope that you're ready for that. Chris will have the post game locked down. Now that's going to be uh, obviously on a late Sunday night, but 
We're going to have plenty of content before that. Matt Derrick is with us tomorrow to start looking forward to that Packers game, as well as the behind the scenes, the whole nine yards as we get ready. But that's just the first obstacle. They're on a little bit of a plus. Like you said, the Buffalo defense has been a little bit down. We know that the Patriots are completely lost on offense. Bill O'Brien couldn't fix Mac Jones. Uh, oh, how I feel uh, about that quarterback situation. <laughs> so uh, it's another draft possibility we'll talk about later in the season. Then it's back to the Raiders. Um, and we're going to talk in depth about the Raiders today, who performed what and what gave it away. And then it's the Cincinnati Bengals that I thought was really going to be the culmination of this post-buy stretch. It's just not the case anymore. Without Joe Burrow, no offense, they just are not going to be in a position to really push this team, I don't think. And then you can see the Chargers that are charging as they always charger. There's no way around that either. Yeah, and the Chargers had a chance to win the game against the Ravens and blew it. Uh, Justin Herbert doesn't seem to know that you need to get rid of the ball if they're blitzing from the corner. Uh, from the slot corner. Uh, pretty easy to see from the viewpoint of the TV, so I can't imagine how he missed it. But regardless, it doesn't really matter at this point. The Chiefs are going to be in position, at least as it sits right now, their final six opponents are not going to be over 500. Uh, well, they're not over 500 right now. The Bills are 500, uh, and they will not have another game set by this week. That's the only thing that's going to really help them get into the Chiefs game. They're still dealing with a bunch of injuries on defense like we talked about. So, to me, I think that it feels like this is a good setup for the Chiefs. And when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, they have a bye this coming week. Uh, if the Chiefs beat the Packers, which we expect to happen, uh, then the Chiefs will be the number one seed. If they win out, they're the number one seed because nobody can touch them in the conference record. Now, the big thing that the Ravens have to face off against is they have four opponents that are going to have that are over 500 right now. Uh, they have the Jaguars, they have the Dolphins, Steelers, and there's another one. Seven and three as well that they will be facing off against. It's going to be rough. Yeah, that's going to be quite a bit uh, of a different run. It's, I mean, when you look at the Patriots, they're the worst team in the AFC. Chiefs Sorry, have supporting Niners. Ah, I mean, even worse. Good luck with that, there, uh, Lamar. Uh, it is going to be a push, but when you're having that kind of competition, this is uh, probably not what the NFL expected because of Cincinnati and Buffalo and the situations that they're in. So. You know, you get through a, a rising Green Bay, you get through uh, the Bills. I think that's going to be challenging, but you can see it from here that it's incremental steps based on what the defense and the offense have done in recent weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about what the rookie classes contribute to this point and what we can expect from here on out. And then what has the offense found uh, against the Raiders that they can replicate, that they can use, that they can build on going forward through this slew of games that we feel very, very confident about in order to be ready for that wild card weekend. Right now, we'll see if they can maintain the number one. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, we're going to get you a message for some of our pals. You ever had a time that you wanted to go get tickets and you just couldn't find the tickets that you wanted? You need to check out Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees buy tickets in seconds with two taps 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On NFL L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I love guarantees, and I'm always looking for one. And one thing that I think has been really the biggest problem this season is that the offense has not been as it's usually guaranteed to be. But what they found was a doubling down, a thinning out, a, a I don't want to call it dumbing down, but a simplification of getting back to some basics in this offense that clearly worked against uh, a Raiders defense that wasn't really ready to compete, let's be honest. Um, they, they got some decent pressure. Max Crosby was out there. Kudos to him. I know he wasn't 100%, so I, I can't take anything from him. But when you take a look at who they got, uh, stop me when you recognize a name, please. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz, Janarius Robinson, Divide Diablo, and Jerry Tillery. There, there's a name somebody might know. Those are your top four pressure getters for the, the Raiders yesterday. And it is quite ready. <laughs> You know, you wish that it was Crosby. Here's here's kudos to uh, Jamal Taylor in particular. Jamal Taylor, uh, Max Crosby, one pressure. He did get the sack, but that was the only pressure he got on the day. Officially, but the ball should have been out. It should have. The the ball definitely should have been out on that play. Uh, I will give Crosby props. I do still think he's one of the best defensive ends in the league. And there was a report that came out after the game. He was in the hospital this week. Uh, so the fact that he was able to push through and play, congratulations to him. Uh, continue his streak of not missing a game. Um, he's a guy, I guess, I didn't realize this. He's been playing 100% of the snaps on a lot of their games this season. That's impressive from a defensive lineman standpoint. That's not what normally happens. So, you know, good for him. But Tyree Wilson, their what, number seven overall pick, didn't get a pressure. Uh, that's kind of concerning if you would look at, if you look at that from the Chiefs, you know, from the Raiders' perspective, uh, and then you know just the overall game plan. Uh, one of the things that has been talked about is even in these four losses or in these four games that Pierce has been the coach is they start off hot, they start off playing really well, they start off being able to score points, they start off being able to stop other teams, but they can't finish. They don't have the ability to adjust. And the city actually showed the ability to adjust, which is why they had a chance to win the game yesterday. That's absolutely true. And when you take a look at it, in being able to attack that, uh, the opposite side is that you're you're getting better performance out of your passing game in particular, but your offensive players uh, overall. And I think it would be a little bit surprising. We talked ad nauseum, honestly, about uh, Rasheed Rice last night taking a big step forward. He's the only guy who had a drop yesterday so your leading receiver is also the one guy that dropped the ball it was just one but that was a noticeable difference in how many drives that that ends when passes are dropped let alone whether they're in the red zone or not but that led to what was a more balanced and efficient total output by Patrick Mahomes too um, this takes into account the fact that he's still uh, not throwing downfield as much as uh, average depth of target was 4.6 yesterday but he's still being uber efficient. And as long as the, the receivers aren't dropping things, they can continue to move that way. So it's, again, a simplification, but do your job in order, things get done. There's 15 carries for 
Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, same thing. Doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be, you know, uber breakaway plays every five seconds, large uh, explosives. But got 3.7 a carry, was able to commit that to the run. It brought the basics back into the offense in that fold as well. And I think that's something that they can take now and make to slowly make additions back to instead of trying to go high octane and pull it back. Now they can slowly build towards what will be their playoff offense. Yeah. And Sky Moore got uh, Marcus Peters cut. So congratulations to Sky Moore. Sorry, I knew you were going to get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't resist. Uh, it's too funny to me. But, you know, you look at this, you look at this game, you look at what the Chiefs were able to do, and you start getting uh, contributions from guys that have been getting a ton of snaps but not been really doing much, you know, getting targets. MBS uh, is a great example. If MBS isn't down the field wide open on that third and four, I think that it was that Rasheed Rice caught and took for a touchdown, if he's not willing to block and he just lets this guy go, that's not a touchdown. Now, maybe the Chiefs score anyway, but he's still willing to get down there and go after guys and play for his team, and I have to give kudos for that. I understand he's not giving you the receptions you want, the yards you want, but he is still doing the little things like they haven't seen. Yeah, it, it comes down to the details, and that's what you have to replicate. Now, Kels looked pretty good, too, starting to, to feel like he's getting right. Uh, yes, there's a little bit less attention, but I also felt like he was moving a little bit smoother than I'd seen the last couple of weeks. I think overall, this was um, an inferior opponent that allowed you to get things straightened out. Now, double down on that. Keep it simple. Keep it moving. Build back slowly. We we expect that we're going to see McCall Hardman eventually. We're going to see Kadarius Tony eventually. Jet McKinnon will return at some point. I, I don't think any of these are, are show-stopping injuries. I think partially the fact that the, you were able to sit all those guys was because it was this Raiders team. That isn't necessarily going to be well, the case this next week and certainly isn't going to be the case against the Bills. No, that's true. But the other thing I think that you need to take into account is I think that only having five receivers probably actually helped. It limits who you have to put out there. It, it gives people the chance to get out there and run routes, get into a rhythm, uh, get involved in the offense, however they're going to get involved uh, and be successful. So I do think that there was something that actually benefited Kansas City. And you have to remember, Richie James was, I think he was in on nine uh, snaps, six. It looks like he was on six passing snaps his first game back, didn't get targeted once. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to be continually to be the case. But you're absolutely right. Kadarius Tony could be back next week. We don't know. We'll see when we get more news. Jarek McKinnon could be back next week, but it was smart to hold him out. In a game, I think they felt comfortable going in and being able to win without those two guys. And Nicole Hardman, while he's on injured reserves, he's only out four weeks. Uh, well, possibly out longer, but at least four weeks, four games. So that's possible that he'll be back. The other interesting news that we actually got today was uh, Andy Reid said that Nick Bolton may be returning to practice. Uh, whether or not that happens this week or not, you know, if he doesn't play in this game, okay, I don't really, I'm not going to be upset if he doesn't play against the Packers. But if you can bring him back against the Bills, that's a huge hit for your defense. And one of the things that the Bills have been doing a lot better this year is running. Yeah, and and they need to, quite frankly. So let's hope that that happens. Um, instead of that, if you have to like float some time or or do something else, it's about rookie contributions. Who's putting out? Who's getting the snaps and who's actually performing well? Uh, we're going to talk about the rookie roundup coming up after this and a little message for those of you that want to get into the action.
So it is getting definitely colder. Uh, the snow's coming. I'm going to be looking for something uh, to, to happen up there in Wisconsin that's definitely going to be snow-related. Uh, cross your fingers for me. I hope to stay warm. But uh, that doesn't mean that the action isn't there to get into. And if you want to get hot right now, you can do it by getting $150 in bonus bets. Coming back to you anytime that you place a winning $5 money line bet with our friends at FanDuel. Uh, the NFL offers are staying hot with them, the official sportsbook sponsor. Uh, over of the partner of the NFL. And that's what it comes down to is they keep things hot that you can win some money. That's $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, uh, I know you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. And if you're not, you probably already have. So there's no better time to get in the action. It's super simple to use. Their app has a ton of options on it. You can bet spreads, money lines, obviously, uh, player props, under overs, the whole nine yards. It's all there in one spot at fanduel.com slash locked on. Get into the thick of it this season, right? As it starts to hit up for the playoffs, FanDuel is the official sponsor of the NFL. My phone's going off because it's uh, starting to get hot as well. And it's revolving around these rookies. And this was the first time that this season a rookie had really been in that kind of spotlight. It is Rasheed Rice. We talked, again, about his performance quite a bit. Um, leading this rookie class in performance, but he's not the only one. Jamar Connor didn't have a ton of snaps uh, in recent weeks, but he has been contributing, especially like it's really been encouraging to me to see uh, he's been contributing early in games when he is out there. Uh, what did he get? Six snaps yesterday, but had a positive grade, uh, particularly in coverage. So it, it's not a lot of volume from him, but he's putting up good performance. And then we get to the surprise, 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 surprise of the day. And then Wani Morris got onto the field made a little bit of noise. What did you think of his game? You know, PFF doesn't like his game. Uh, he allowed pressure and on three snaps, and obviously they're going to ding him for that. But I liked what I saw. I, I liked him getting aggressive. I liked him so getting after guys and taking advantage of any chance that he had to be on the field. That's exactly what you want from an offensive lineman that is coming in as a backup. You don't want him to be timid. You want him to attack, and you want him to be able to do what they can do as much as they can. Uh, he didn't allow a sack, so that's a big thing. Uh, although I really was surprised watching him play that they didn't move uh, and put Crosby on Morris for the couple of reps that he was in. That was kind of surprising to me. I figured they'd try to take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised by that too. But, you know, that's uh, that's on them. And and maybe given Max's situation, they just want to let him be where he is. But kudos to Morris for, for getting in there. Hasn't seen a ton of action. But that's starting to get a little bit. Now, you had guys like B.J. Thompson, uh, Kendrick Coburn were inactive. Uh, the, the saga of Kendrick Coburn has been interesting. Uh, can't, can't get a whole lot more out of that. But I know a lot of you fans are saying, hey, how about your number one pick, the guy that we didn't get to see enough of? Uh, and that is Felix Anadike Ozama. And I, and I understand where you're coming from because you want to see your top pick get on the field and, and actually produce – and that's, I think, where the, the conundrum is here. With Charles Menehue's return, really since then, it's been it's been light reps for him, not a whole lot of opportunity. Um, and the day that they drafted him, I told you, he's going to need some work. He is a work in progress, not a finished work at that point. And I think that's the root cause of what why we're not seeing him more. But when we did see him, we got a pretty good result out of it, didn't we? He, we did, and the one thing I will say also about him is he was definitely not a first-round pick on Kansas City's board. 
Uh, and you know, if we go back and talk about the draft and go talk about what Kansas City was trying to doing on that day, everything that we heard was Kansas City was trying to trade up into the twenties, and probably right before that wide receiver run run went, but they weren't able to get it done. And at that point, you're left with either trying to trade back or taking the best guy on your board. And you know what? Regardless of whether or not he ends up getting any more pressures or anything this season, which I still think he's going to be somebody that they can count on a little bit more in the playoffs to give him some snaps. Uh, I think it was a good pick because you can never have enough good pass rushers. And I think he's going to be that he got a hit on the quarterback in his one pass rush snap that shows he has the ability to get after the quarterback. Yeah. And they weren't afraid to leave him out there on run. Now it's got a couple of those two. It was only three total snaps for him, but uh, what, while it was light, it was productive, and I think that that's the big takeaway is that the rookie class is not as robust in terms of its snap count contributions as we've seen the previous two classes, but they're still out there, and they're still bringing something. So well, I, I like the direction that it's going. I agree with that. Say I do it a little bit more if able to sign as they signed. You know, Drew Trevor doesn't really have a big impact on this cloud. Jim Jones may be seeing snaps at if – if Drew Trinkle-Trosser, but they bring in a guy like taking from a guy like So you pick, and I to you, I would those veterans, and it's not the rookies, but they have made one of the best in the NFL and continuing to in and week out guys to be I think so as as well that uh, continuing down that path is going to be a positive. And for those of you that are are hearing a couple of issues uh, audio wise uh, on Chris's channel, we'll try to clean that up for the audio podcast show that will be re released here shortly. But I think uh, at this point, given uh, the state of our connection, we're going to go ahead and sign it off for there tomorrow. Matt Derrick's going to be with us. We're going to go over what's going on in the locker room as they look forward to the Green Bay Packers and beyond. Who is making noise for them, and where is this defense going when? Uh, you're looking to make sure that as good as it's been, you can still get incrementally better as you face the competition and prepare for the playoff run. That's all tomorrow. Make sure that you like and sub and hit the bell for us here on the YouTube channel. Get subbed on Apple, on Spotify, whichever you prefer. Check out Chiefs Corner. You can find that on Substack or kcchiefscorner.com. You can check out nfl33.com and RGR Football and the whole nine yards. We will be back with you tomorrow. We very much appreciate your time. A lot coming this week. It's going to be a little bit tight. And then we will have post-game for you with Matt Derrick, like always, following that late game against the Packers. And then I will uh, make my triumphant return for Tuesday's show. So I hope that you guys are ready for that. It's going to be a fast, fun week. We're going to talk about Trent McDuffie and the defense some tomorrow. So thank you for your time today. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.